0: Hello and welcome to another
1: episode of the Agony Uncles. I'm Uncle Si. And I'm an uncle. I'm your Uncle Dave. And this is the podcast where we, the hairy bikers, use all our experiences and wisdom, oh, yeah. which we have gained after biking around the world four times and making a hell of a lot of mistakes to try and help you avoid them with your troubles. Indeed, indeed. Couldn't have said it better, Mokka. Now, remember, if you want
0: to get in touch with us, it's really easy. Just email your problems to us at agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk, Yeah,
1: we've just got to say a big hello to Danielle, who came to your band's gig, si, yes. last week and wants to say thanks for a great night at the Oochie Goochie. Hoochie. Yeah, Hoochie Coochie Club. And and for looking after her as well, as I'm sure the band did. We absolutely did. She was very welcome and very lovely to see her. She was a lovely lady. So thank you for making that trip, Danielle. It was fun. So the next time is Hoochie Coochie. Go on, Coochie hoochie.
0: Yes, and you can do it on your own as well. Oh, yes it (laughs) does. I can't say... uh, yes, and we've also got to say hello to uh, to Terry Benkins, who got in touch on Facebook to say uh, hi, Dave. Uh, heard you talking about Captain Scarlet in a recent podcast, and I actually had a Captain Scarlet
1: outfit when I was a kid. Hmm. Thanks for sharing, Terry. Yeah, t- actually, Terry, I have to say that I well, I'm a little probably a little bit older, but I had a Thunderbird. Uh, I, I had an outfit too. I was Virgil Tracy. <laughs>
0: Could you get the, like, different characters?
1: Well, nah, nah, My mum made it, really. It was all a bit crap. (laughs) In my head, though, (laughs) I was piloting Thunderbird 2 on a myriad of adventures. (laughs) Now, helping us with your bag of bother this week, as always, is the voice of your problems... Captain
2: Jeeves. Hello. Nice to to talk to you. And uh, yes, thank you very much to everyone who's written in. It's been another bumper postbag. And uh, many more spurtle things as well. I think you've actually brought your spurtle along to show Tash. I did, Tash. I was stirring my porridge this morning.
1: And it may be a flat spatula. (laughs) This warped device has been my spurtle for many years. Is
3: it really a spurtle or is that just a flat spatula that you called a spurtle? Oh,
1: you peasant.
2: It's a flaming
1: spurtle.
0: I've, Dave's had that since he was an embryo. Yeah. I mean,
2: it was hewn from a single log. Aye, yeah. hewn. You should Aye. see the size
0: of the log. I
1: <laughs> stirred when I was at my mother's teat.
0: teat. <laughs> uh,
3: it looks like a
1: platypus. Oh, there's various designs of spurtle, there's no patent yeah. on it. Thank
0: you, that's
3: an amazing spurtle. Thank you, Tash. And as always,
0: as you can hear, with advice from the South, which is not worth much, to be fair, Tash, but Sorry. it's posh. Tash, one of Surrey's poshest, tashiest Tashers.
3: I am very posh, but I'm, um, yeah, I'm going to find my equivalent of a southern spurtle, I think, for next week's episode.
0: Yeah, it's a spade.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's too dirty. It might oh, just yes. be a long silver spoon with engraving at the end.
0: Yes, with your, yes. your little fink where you get your pinky out.
3: That's the
0: one. Yes, yes,
1: from Selfridges. Yes. Oh yes, very
3: nice.
0: Right, our Uncle Dave, waggle the jingle
1: finger.
2: Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest Won't you listen to my story like a hairy jackanory Cause I heard your advice is the best In today's Agony Uncles, Hairy Bikers, Bubbling Pot of Poo We have the following issues for you (laughs) to decipher (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. We have the lousy lasagna We have to Oz or not to Oz we have her dirty dirty habits and we have the phantom willy grabber in confidential corner but what? first yeah. but first relax it's okay no laws are being broken but first we're shame. going we're going to go with <laughs> Lindsay's lousy lasagna and Lindsay has got in touch she says hello Uncle Si And Uncle Dave, please help me. My lasagnas are lousy. I'm a reasonably good cook, and most things turn out well, and are appreciated by my family, but I just can't seem to manage a lasagna that isn't a disaster. It always looks pretty good when it comes out of the oven, but once I start to dish it up, it becomes clear that basically I'm serving up an orange cheesy tomato soup affair with some mince floating in it. Uh, It tastes kind of nice, but it's embarrassing watching it try and escape and swim off everyone's plate, and my husband has to get up to go and get spoons. I'm sure you'll have the answer. Over to you, says Lindsay. She's
1: not dealing with the various elements with enough care. Mm. And also I suspect if she's pre-cooking the lasagna sheets, see I, I I, don't, you can get some lasagna, it doesn't require pre-cooking, but I think it comes out like cardboard. That's just my opinion. Ooh, I don't. I like, oh, all right, Tash. But, um,
0: <laughs> I kind of like to
1: blanch the sheets first, but then dry them. But then you make your bechamel sauce, Oh, is that the, probably the wrong pronunciation? No. You, you, you make that nice and thick, you make the mince element nice and thick, and then you layer it up, and actually, our do you remember we did our ultimate lasagna? We don't you often use the word ultimate in recipes because it's a bit crap, but it was, do you remember that lasagna we made, Kingy? i it's didn't. in one of our books online, but it's like with meatballs, a meatball lasagna. Oh, and cool. uh, it's got interspersed with balls of Italian sausage meat. Now mm. that recipe is epic. Um, it's a bit of a faff, on but get all the various elements right and your lasagna will be gorgeous. It will, and it, it,
0: you know, as Dave says, you have to take care. A lasagna is a beautiful thing. You know, it's a work of art when you get it right. And clearly you're knacking it up because you're just <laughs> whacking it in the oven and hoping for the best. Well, no, that's not how you do it. You have to do it with love, care and an attention to detail and it's dead simple, just reduce your sauces. you know, reduce what you're putting yeah. in so it's not, just get, because that'll intensify the flavour. Because um, all you're doing is, during reduction time, is is intensifying the flavour and actually um, evaporating all the moisture. So it concentrates the flavour with less water. Yeah. Um, it's a simple concept, but very important for lasagna, or otherwise it's a soup
1: yeah a lot of people make a mistake with cauliflower cheese as well Yeah Where the cauliflower cheese is really wet And that's what you, you pre-cook the cauliflower Unless you're making a roasted cauliflower cheese But then you must dry the cauliflower But make a really thick cheese sauce to put on the top Because actually the cauliflower is the gift that keeps on giving And then you'll find out it'll be quite like it just be so superbly tasty and sticky and lovely oh,
3: mm. I was just going to say because I know everyone listens in to hear my advice on cooking regularly so i just want to put my two pennies in here but i actually i do love a good lasagna and i'm a cheats one so i use the cardboard uh lasagna that dave is suggesting you don't use but i do find actually comes out okay but i don't put i put a stock cube in my mince but i don't mix it with the water i just use the tomatoes because i find if i put so much water in then it does become liquidy
0: yeah that's a top tip, Tash, because that's what I do. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, uh, uh, with your, your stock cube goes into your mince and you fry the stock cube off. I mean, yes. cause, I, mean I think, you know, nor do the stock pots, which is great because they go down pretty well. Yeah. Even the pastes, they go you know, they're like cubes that nor do because it's an intensified paste. They go down pretty well too because the moisture out of the veggies and the mince kind of disperse yeah. the stock cube through mm. that, through the sauce. So it's good. Yeah, good tip that, Tash. Both. Well yeah, done, yeah,
1: Good. I'm learning! <laughs> yes. The, the solution to this is just don't make it
0: too wet. And um, Can you take photographs next time you make one and send them into Jeevesy?
2: Yes, Lindsay would like photographs, please, uh, of before and after. So the sloppy mess and then the, the, the happy firm lasagna, as told by Tash. i oh, look yeah.
1: one of our recipes up. Yeah. We'll try our, our ultimate lasagna for a special occasion with the meatballs and everything. And we'll get. Uh, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get. Um, we'll get
0: Barry, the uh, the the the, what, yeah. the the man that we keep in the cupboard. Yeah. We'll get Barry. Um, uh, uh, yeah, to put the recipe up on HairyBakers.com.
1: Right. That means I've got to find it. <laughs>
3: Okay, I've got to find the oh. cottage
1: pasty one today for last week. Don't worry. Oh, Sorry, it dude. It's all on me hard drive. Look at that, and I found it at last. Oh, mint. Oh, okay. I know, I lost it when we moved house. Our history
2: is on this blue box. Oh, oh mint.
1: Oh, and as you know, I'm not very good with computers.
2: If it asks you to format <laughs> it, don't do that. Don't no. do that. Say no. no. <laughs> I'll definitely say no. Food makes, makes everything, everything better. better. Our next problem is called To Oz or not to Oz? And this comes to you from Hazel, who says, Hello, hairy team. Well, Tash isn't that hairy, but you know. maybe this week. I've been enjoying listening to your <laughs> Agony Uncles episodes. And I thought you were the perfect group to give me some advice. So I'm in my late fifties. I've been living in South Australia for the last 19 years. Next year, I'm coming back to the UK for a few weeks to visit my mum and sister in Lancashire. And I'm incredibly excited about spending a couple of weeks traveling around the northeast. I was born in Stanley, County Durham, went back to Newcastle for university and lived there for a few years afterwards. I'll be staying in Newcastle, Durham, Bamberg and Morpeth. There are two problems based around my trip to the Northeast, So we're going to deal with these separately, OK? Problem one, I want to go into local pubs, but I'm concerned that I'll either look like a sad loner or a single older woman out on the pool. How do I avoid this? Problem two, I really think that I won't want to return to Australia. But I have two daughters here in in Oz and a grandson. They're in their mid to late 20s and independent, but I feel really bad for even considering not returning to Oz. Looking forward to your views and advice. Love, Hazel. So problem one, how can she avoid looking like single older woman on the pool in the pub? And secondly, what happens if she doesn't want to go back to Australia? Over to you. How
1: do you stop looking like a cougar?
2: Right. Well, there's,
1: there's nothing wrong with it, really. Well, no. No, no. I no. mean, she's on her own. you make friends.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? Give her a do, though. I one of my things. I really, 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 really envy men who can walk into a pub and just have a pint and they're local on the way home. My dad had a tankard, you know, hanging up above the the bar. I really envy the fact that it's acceptable for a man to sit and have a a pint on their own, and yet a woman who goes to sit at a bar or a pub, just a local pub, and has a glass of wine on her own, looks like she's either on the pull or she's lonely, or desperate, or an alcoholic. Do you think and it if-
1: is these days? I think you're living in the pub. I don't think it's like that at yeah,
3: all. I do think nah. it is. I, mean, I, t- I sit in a restaurant and have a glass of wine, and I'm reading a book on my own. That's fine. But to sit at a bar on your own, if you're not waiting for somebody as a woman, I still think is a bit strange, and I feel mm. uncomfortable. So I'm with her, but I would do it.
1: Maybe it's the pubs.
3: I don't know, I mean, it's
1: yeah. Well, let's, made, let's
0: think about the pubs in Banborough. There's the Victoria, you could yes, pull uh, in there, already. D-
1: Just can I make a note of it that Mr Jeeves, or Bamberg, is in fact pronounced Banborough, Mr oh, Jeeves. Oh, d- did I say that? But
2: I'm going yes. to, I'll cut that in afterwards so I don't sound like a complete dick. Okay. And don't cut your mistakes out either, because you don't cut ours out. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Simon. You, well done. Yeah, that's well done, mate.
0: Yeah. And I mean, look, let's have a think of the let's have a think of the bars. The, the, so if she's gonna to go to Barnborough, well that's alright. County Durham's alright. Look, just have the experience. If you feel uncomfortable, leg it. You know, and I mean you know you were born and brought up there, so you know what the crack is, and it's only got it hasn't got any worse. <laughs> so I mean probably hasn't got any better, but it's just like you know, I just go for it, man, and just have a nice time. Don't overthink it. Get on the
1: aeroplane, have a pint, and see what happens. Yeah, and I mean, and in Lancashire as well. I mean, there's some amazing, Lancashire's some amazing, yeah. friendly places. Do you remember the Parker's Arms we filmed at, the two ladies that run the pub? That's it's fantastic. Won, it's yeah. won, like, an award of some, like pub of the year. Um, apart from the food's great, what a lovely pub to go into for anybody. Um, mm. But, yeah, I think just just go for it. Um, you know, what would it be like, Kingy, for a woman on her own going to a bar in Australia? You're off your fair with the Australian ways. I think it, it depends. It, it, it's again, it's the world over, mate, as
0: we well know. It, it just depends what it depends which bar you go into. I mean, you mm. wouldn't, you know, a woman on her own wouldn't go into a sports bar in Sydney, for instance. I don't think anyway. And I've never seen. I've seen them in couples and all that sort of stuff, but. You know, but but then again, if you're if you're in Alice Springs in the middle of nowhere and there's only eight bars, then you'll go in them. You know, it's it's kind of just. A, I do. I think, and and she's in. Um, this lady's in Southern Australia, isn't she? Yeah. Look you're not going to be in receipt of anything different, probably a little bit better. <laughs> just, I think you'd be all right petting You're overthinking it. Just get yourself yeah. in the
1: pub. The thinking is we found out as well that, that wherever you go in the world, 98, 99% of people are really decent. They are. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. one or 2% screw up for everybody else. But mm. in terms of the lottery of life, you'll probably be all right. Yes.
3: I also think it's, I know it's, it sounds like a defense thing, but. Nowadays, when we've got our telephones and you can walk into a pub and I love nothing more than going to a hotel bar, let's say, and just sitting there and having a nice drink on your own. I think it's a magical moment, better than a spa. But if you go into a, a, a local pub and you just sit at the table and not at the bar and we've got our phones nowadays, so you kind of you can feel attached to the world. You can read a book on your phone. Yeah, or something, so. so you're less on your own a little bit like the old days where you had no phone. You just sat like a lemon with a drink in your hand looking for someone to talk to. So I think, it's, I think it's totally acceptable. I think she should totally do it. But I also think she's a woman that's obviously coming with stories and, and the past, and she's been on Adventures to Australia. She's got so much to talk about that I would actually go somewhere local and go, the landlords are so friendly, aren't they, anyway, in the local pubs? Exactly. So friendly. You just talk to the landlord or the bar person. You sit there, and she's going to make friends easily. I'm almost, I'm feeling a little bit almost envious, actually, that she's doing it, because I think it's quite exciting. Exactly. Well
1: said.
2: Absolutely, and uh, uh, actually, on that point, have you all heard of the Angela thing you can do in pubs now? Uh, I, it, I was in a pub with my uh, daughter the other day, and there's um, I think apparently there's a nationwide scheme. If you uh, if you're on a date that you don't like or you oh, feel yeah. unsafe, then you can go up to the bar and you can ask for Angela, and they'll call you a taxi.
3: Yeah,
2: which is quite a good scheme, I thought. Well,
3: they'll right. ask if you're
2: okay. They ask you. That's right. Make sure you're. Oh, okay. that's great. Yeah, that's right. So. Uh, so there's that going on. The second thing that uh, she asked about, Hayes last week was about this um, issue about whether she might not want to go home. Or go back to Australia, should I say, because she is coming home. Uh, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Well, she probably had a dilemma when she moved to Australia in the first place, leaving mm. people at home in England. So mm. do what your heart mm. tells you to. Um, family will always follow and the Zoom, but, you know, you've got one life, live it. But mm. if you're coming over in the winter... That might make your decision easier.
3: <laughs> I also think it's very easy. I just said to you guys, I went away just for the weekend up to uh, Scandinavia. It's very easy, no matter when you go away on holiday, for one day, two days, ten days, three months. You, it's, it's an escape from your everyday life. So you automatically want to be there because it seems so lovely. Mm. So it's very easy to come, come away, I think, and think, oh, I'd love to live here, I could do this again, it would be so wonderful, because it's different and it's fresh and it's exciting. But actually, if her two children are sitting there in Australia still, she'll miss family, because at the end of the day, it's family that brings you back together, I think.
1: There are aeroplanes though, Yes, but as you know, Kingy, it's not really over a long period of time a sustainable lifestyle. (laughs) It's definitely, definitely not. I gave it a good go for 10 years, but it's not like... I mean, look at Rick Stein. He's been commuting. He's only 23.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony, uncle's a line. All right. It's time for another issue. Now, this is called Dirty, Dirty Habits, and we need one male and one female name, please. Uncle Cy, si, a male name. Uh, Uncle Dave, a female name. Uh, a, a Terry. Terry and? Brenda. Terry and Brenda. This comes from Terry. It says, dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, I need you to settle an argument between my partner Brenda and I, which involves our car. We've been together for about three years and lived together for about two. We had separate cars when we got together, but now I work a lot from home and we decided to trade them in and buy one car between us. Brenda's car was always a bit of a tip. It didn't bother her that it had sandwich wrappers and tissues and even pairs of old socks on the floor or stuffed into the door pockets. It was her car, so it didn't bother me either. However... Since we have now got just one car, I find her complete lack of respect for it really annoying you see i like a tidy car i'm happy to keep it clean but not when she uses it like a rubbish tip she drives to work every day and when i finally go somewhere at the weekend i have to move banana skins off the seat sweet wrappers from the footwell and now as the weather's colder she stops and buys a coffee on the way to work but invariably spills it so there are sticky splashes all around the gear stick and on the carpets she says i need to wind my neck in but i believe that a tidy car means a tidy mind and is something she should strive for, your thoughts would be very helpful from Terry. Over to you. Terry, 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 I'm in the
1: same boat as you, mate. <laughs> oh, look, luckily she's, she's got her own car. But, so mine, it's Minter. Isn't it Kingy? It, no, it is. Yes, I love it.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, to but, be fair.
1: It, it, yeah, that would irritate the living
0: bloody daylights out yeah, of me, you have to
1: see. I've had to learn to live with it. Area. I've had to learn to live with it. I mean, the worst was, you know, we bought a really nice car. You know, like the little cuddy compartment in the middle you lift up? Yeah. yeah. But it was full of, like, I wonder, what's this smell? It was full of, like, banana skins, apple cores, orange peel, everything. It was like a bloody rum toft in there. But I went yeah. in the car yesterday and I looked in the door well and I thought, Jesus Christ, there's rabbit shit in here. And it was chocolate raisins <laughs> everywhere. Um. See, the problem I've got is, unless I clean it, Uh, I'm gonna have to live with it. So anyway, I've decided to, you know, my car's mine, her car's hers, but if it was shared a car, well, you're just gonna have to clean it, Terry. You
3: know I think um, cleaning a car goes down as one of those, unfortunately, one of those boys' jobs, I think, in the back of our heads. That sort of take the bins out and clean the car out, just seems a bit of a boys' job.
1: You are Um, Theresa May, aren't you?
0: She (laughs)
3: is. She is. I not say that. Um but I, I though have the other way of problem. I've got kids, so my car naturally is full of rabbit droppings and things like that. But I, I actually think I'm the tidier of the two. But I won't deny there are packets and things you're driving along you've got a wrapper you don't know what to do with it you've got to put two hands on the wheels so you stuff it down the side and then you get out and someone gets in the car in the passenger seat so you shovel all the rubbish from the seat and you stuff it in the middle compartment and then you slightly forget about it for a couple of weeks and then you go oh shit, yeah husband's coming quick scrabble it all out and you get it all in your hand and chuck it in the bin uh, but my husband's got the other way around. He gets in the car at the weekend with all the footballs and the rugby balls and the dirty, muddy boots and the coats and the spare jumpers, and he leaves them in the boot. And although they're not messy and dirty and smelly, he never takes them out. So the moment anyone else goes, where's the coat, where are the boots, where's the spare jumper? Oh, still in the boot from two weeks ago, aren't they? Yeah. So I now purposely uh. leave food dying in the front until he takes the balls and the coats out the boot. There'll be the fight well at least it's contained
0: in the car (laughs) You know yeah. what I mean? The fight, the, the, you know, at least it's not spilling out into everyday life. There's just this <laughs> oscillating orb of anger that you park on the drive. It's a
3: bit like
1: that. I think they've touched a spot. I remember, Kingy, when you were a location manager, and, oh. you, you know, a location manager, you had that estate car, what was it? It was a Renault Savannah. Savannah,
0: yeah, yeah. And it
1: was, um, but, you know, the location manager lot's quite a solitary one. But what was hilarious, if you've got to live with Kingy, because obviously, the, it, you know, he used the reclining feature on the seat as we used to find him sleeping in laybys when he should have been working. <laughs> but the passenger footwell of the car, it oh. was knee deep in curly whirly wrappers, which was his favourite <laughs> complexion <laughs> of the time. <laughs> curly <laughs> whirly wrappers and coffee cups. I've never seen anything like it, honestly. It was like a skip on one side and a bedroom on the other side.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, God.
0: I think, yeah, because it's like necessity dictates. I mean, genuinely i do I, I do really like a tidy car it, it drives us mad it, it it properly drives us mad now but i think it's like you know when you've got kids or you've got a job that dictates that you're fundamentally living in your car you just think well you know that's your it's you know it's your natural environment in it and uh and i yeah i yeah i think i, I, I if you're sharing a car you yeah, know honestly that that would do me chump it would drive me mad yeah uh, yeah. should
3: talk to her maybe say can you be a bit more considerate because we are sharing there is a little bit of give-and-take there so maybe he should say come on you know if you're gonna have a coffee and spill it over the steering wheel at least can we keep some wipes in there that you can wipe it down before waiting for me to clear it out for you a week later well so, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah also your little pressy buttons will stick oh <laughs> yes I
1: hate that and the sticky steering wheel oh, oh. I tell you what thing I had because I'm a bit pernickety about it would you remember and there's a time I don't think you still get them we used to get buckets of mini hula hoops. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, garages. They were like a bucket, a little mini bucket. Wow. Anyway, I mean, you shouldn't be eating and driving. It's as bad as, you know, it's not concentrating. But I had, I had the bucket of hula hoops between my legs. <laughs> I was <quite> going <laughs> along. <laughs> I just had one or two out the top, you know, and then I braked heavily. Blowing hula hoops everywhere. Oh. And honestly, for a year afterwards, I was finding mini hula hoops. They got into crevices I didn't know existed, including the cars. <laughs> Do you, you remember that time I lost, I lost, I lost a ve- venison liver? I forgot it in my glove compartment. That was bad. Oh, oh that was, yeah. Yeah, we oh. were fishing in Scotland, me and Kingy. Oh, well, Kingie, God. The King, yeah. and I, the King and I were fishing in Scotland. And uh, no, our gilly, Callum, it's not as posh as it sounds, honestly. No, really is. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> this crusty old fella in a rowing boat. He'd been out stalking and um, he gave us what was his pride and joy, which was the, the, the stag's liver. And he said, oh. you, know, you know, the rest needs hanging. I so you can eat us as soon as you get him. So anyway, <laughs> I put it in the, the, the glove compartment of my car, went back. And then, of course, I just parked the car up and went away filming for six weeks. And when oh. I came back, oh, this ethereal smell of death oh. hit me. Oh. Um,
3: oh, Oh, and it was like
1: gravy running out. Oh, <laughs>
3: oh.
1: oh dear There's God. the
3: man that likes a tidy car.
1: Yeah. Well, yes, but I, it was my car and I did make it tidy, but never
2: really recovered. It's oh. a theme here as well, because you went away filming and left a fridge full of fish, a uh, freezer full of fish, which yeah, went mouldy as well. Yeah, yeah the power cut. That's so, right, so, yes, me,
1: me it's trout quite, cemetery when I used trout fishing. Quite a yeah. lot of things that Maybe you've that's killed. why
3: they go on bikes now. So it's just like it right. catch the smell. It's just aerated <laughs> as they go along. No, <laughs> actually, to be,
1: to be Tash, that doesn't work either, because to be fair... No. Think he once came over to, to to Barrow where I was living with the saddlebags full of fresh mussels, fresh oh. mm-mm, from 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 the beautiful South Shields. Anyway, of course, next thing I knew, there I am bent over the bathroom toilet, <gasps> poisoned. No, oh, no, no. Yes. No. yes.
0: Wait, I, I mean, it was you know, it was it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> hot That's really I, I promise you know, I, I, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so the moral of this is brenda terry brenda's gonna have to just help and uh, we feel your pain terry
0: feel yeah, your pain no, we are mate terry could start as well and then see what see what level brenda's at
3: oh raise the game
0: yeah just raise the game and, yeah. and like literally just leave sandwiches on her on a seat when she's moving you know i mean you terry you'll have to just you know get into a send like state of messiness but let's just see how far it can go terry yeah do it that way reverse psychology terry yeah see how it goes a dirty protest can often succeed indeed <laughs> it's succeeded with us for years bro hasn't it? <laughs> what are you doing outside the bbc stop that this minute <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, if you're down, hey, if you're down, down, now don't get drunk, don't get drunk, just send an just email, send an email to, the to the agony uncles, It's time to head to Confidential Corner. This is called the Phantom Willy Grabber. And we need for this, we need what? for this one lady's name. We haven't asked her yet, but it's me, now it's time.
3: Me. It's I time to for Tash. I the room when I'm running out of places to look.
2: Yeah, Tash, there's um, only so many things in the room that we'll have I'm a lady's name on. Gronya, Yeah. Gronya, Which is which is actually what in your room that you're sat in that you can see? It,
3: it, I looked over at the wall, it's my next door neighbour's name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Well, we'd like to just I point knew. out that this is not coming from <laughs> Dash's next door neighbour in case I there's any fingers. I thought it would have been, been I've
0: just been. been to, you know, Scandinavia oh, or yeah. somewhere of they, you know, uh, I thought it would have been that. Uh, no, she's looked at the wall and named her next door neighbour. Gronya.
2: <laughs>
3: And it's spelled that really funny way. It's G R A I N I I N I N I N I N E. You know, one of those funny ones where it doesn't look like Grania at all.
2: Irish, Irish
3: name, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Okay. She's brilliant. Gr- Gronya has written to, <laughs> to us <laughs> and says, Dear Uncle Dave, Uncle Cyan, si and Posh Tash, but probably more for Posh Tash, she writes. "You're
3: <gasps> oh, a random willy grabber. Don't point that finger at me.
2: Well, Wait, um, yeah, That's not. That's the problem. It's not the finger she's willy to boot. Say, it's the finger Is the least of the problem. Um, <laughs> yes. Gronya says, My boyfriend can't keep his hand off his willy while he sleeps. We've only been intimate for a few months, but when I stay over, I can't get to sleep as I'm fascinated to watch his hand. When he nods off, his hands are up near his head. But as he falls asleep, his left hand slowly moves down and gently grabs hold of his willy. I took a torch to bed one night, and once he'd moved into the willy-grab position, I gently moved his hand away, only to watch it glide back after a few minutes and close itself again around his todger. I don't want to ask him about this, as I don't know whether it's normal. I've lived with a couple of guys, but never noticed this before. Why would he do this? Should I be worried about it? Is it normal? Please help. Gronya, not Tasha's next-door neighbour. Over to you. No,
3: and I'm going to leave this one to the boys. But if I, in all defence, A, don't go to bed with a torch. And when you fall asleep, you get in a comfy position. And maybe that's just his comfy position. That's just it. If if she's watching it, he's not doing anything, is he? I mean, heavens, it's... I mean, no, let him put his hand down there and stop, put the torch away. Or just get down there and do something else with it. Forget his hand. <laughs>
0: Ooh, <Tasha. laughs>
3: Give it something else to do. <laughs>
0: No, but when well, you've just had a cup of tea and a, and a fig roll. You just want to go to sleep, don't you? I mean, you yeah. know, it's not every you know if he does it regularly,
1: you'd, you'd be worn out. Well, maybe it's quite comforting. Mm. Do you, yeah. don't, don't you find that, Kingy? I don't know. I'm asleep. You know, li, li, you know. Well, <laughs> exactly. You don't know, but you know, like little, you know, well, there was a little boy I used to. You know, oh I'm yeah, used to
0: roll your foreskin around. You, I mean, not no, you I, personally. I, 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 you know, just I'm just saying one.
1: You know, you used, you, know, to have you, know you used to do sausage bake the eggs with it, you know. Yeah. What's um, that? Well, no, there's there, there a there is a, there is a, there's a thing called puppetry of the penis. Yeah. Do you remember where it used to make your willy, well, not yours, Tash, but look like various <laughs> things? But but no, there is something quite intriguing about having a fiddle.
3: Um, but do you think she's implying he's fiddling with it or he's just got his hand down there holding it up for just he's asleep? Because sure, you your boys all fiddle with it whenever, like, fine. But you don't all night when you're asleep. You just put your hand... Down. I mean, I don't
2: know. If yeah, you, I, don't know. I
3: just feel like if she's not, if he's not moving it. No, she. she it doesn't, look, doesn't.
2: I'll just read it again. It doesn't sound like she's. Mo- he's moving it. He's just. He's just yeah. grabbing it's Comforting. It. It's comforting. Yeah, a comfort, Willy. Yes.
1: Yeah. I wonder what psychologists would make of that, yeah. though. Insecurity. I would have thought. Oh.
3: Yeah.
0: Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. He just, Should she be worried? This is the thing. No. So this is no. No.
1: No. Oh. I mean, if he's if he's like, you know, in the middle of the night having a tug of love, as it were, then that's quite a bit disrespectful. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is it?
3: <laughs> I think there are men doing far worse things to their partner with their willy somewhere else. At least she knows where it is. It's in her bed. It's, it's down there. I mean, it's fine. I'd leave
0: it. Well, he's not. That's the problem. He's not leaving it, is he? He's got his hand
3: on it. Oh, what if she takes his hand off and puts hers on, ah. and then sleeps like that? And then when he wakes up, then he'll be quite, a little bit of a
1: shock. That would be quite intimidating, though, couldn't it? Especially if he's fast asleep. And yeah. also, you'd think you'd lost the feeling in your hand.
0: I mean, you'd be in a panic, wouldn't you? Me, look, <laughs> oh my God! Somebody's painted <laughs> me nails. Oh, <laughs> you know,
1: I mean, that'd be weird. You can't do that, poor fella. You know what I mean? I used to do a like in the film industry, mm. there used to be certain blokes who were constantly, you know, kind of especially in the electrical department. Is the sparks, yeah. yeah, the sparks, <laughs> they often play with a noodle, don't they? And have a good scrap now and again. That used to be really offensive. In the really? summer, particularly. In the with summer, yeah, when on. it was hot. Oh. Yeah,
0: with oh. shorts on. Oh. Yeah. But no. <laughs> right. And then they used to tell you how sweaty they were.
1: Oh. Aye.
3: You Yeah. I love the nice. fact that Grosne is now, I'm sitting in gronya with three men looking at me. They're all sitting there going, what well, do I sleep? What do <laughs> I am. Do I do that? I'm not sure.
1: I'm going to have to ask. He could be just keeping his hands warm. Oh, yeah. Because I've got to admit, like, uh, my new house, the bedroom's a bit chilly. Yeah. And at night, you know, when I first, because I read my book, and then, then my hands get really cold. <laughs> so I, I might have been known to kind of, so, you know mm. took my hands into my jammies to for warmth and comfort you know and maybe if i'd fallen asleep then uh, you know, yeah,
3: yeah. You know. Um, the i
1: just couldn't get me hands i couldn't get me hands out me tell you what dude make
0: sure that you wear elastic elastic tops on your jammies because if you've done that then that drawstring and lil tightens them down you'll be like
3: that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Caught
1: ya! Caught ya! <laughs> <Straight> jacket.
3: <laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't think she should be worried. Like, nah.
3: nah! Or, or she flips it around, she falls asleep, and she falls asleep with her hands firmly on her boobs, or somewhere else, and then he wakes up and goes, "What are you doing? Goes, well, that's how you fall asleep.
0: I know. Watch your doors, right? This is it. Watch your doors. She takes that torch, never mind leaving the torch. She takes it to bed and she films it, right? All right. With his hand migrating towards his todger <laughs> once she's taken it off. And then then she goes in the morning, she
1: goes, this is what you do when you're asleep. Nah, it's bad, isn't it? It's like if, if people who, who take the partner's snoring and everything, you know, this is what you do when you're asleep, this is what you do. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Just live with it. It's yeah, not really? affecting you, Mrs. Yeah, no, I, I think I would I, I just. Live Me too. Just yeah. fall asleep, Lemby. Just get him to wash his hands before he makes your scrambled eggs. That's oh, all yeah. I can say.
3: That's a fair point. <laughs> 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 that is the two. You dirty nigger, get off them eggs!
2: If your life's in a the mess, then the email address if is the the Agony Agony uncles at thehairybikes.co.uk.
1: Yeah well time flies when you're having fun and here we are at the end of another agony uncles podcast thank you so much for writing and sending in your troubles yes yes but if you haven't already done it yet email us it's agony
0: uncles at hairy agony uncles at hairy
1: .co.uk. Go on, you know you want to. Go on. Yeah, then make sure you follow or subscribe so you don't miss the new ones when they come out because you wouldn't want to do that, would you? No. No, subscribe. Yes. Subscribe. Subscribe.
0: <laughs> so until next week, it's goodbye from Tash. Bye. Mr.
1: Jeeves. Goodbye. And me Best Mucker. Goodbye, everybody.